Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is, put aside some of the things on your plate. Now, just to catch up for those of you dropping in for the first time, Greg and I have been friends for a very long time. And we're just reconnecting after a couple of weeks and uh, we seem to still be friends. Yeah, but you know, I still have Beachhead, but uh, we're still friends, yeah. Okay, I can see you, they can't. I'm going to agree with you, my friend. <laughs> we have uh, both been managers for a very long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. And in every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and then move on to the manager. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and uh, situations where we have learned from. And we're always going to have that underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today? Going to have a good discussion. Boy, this topic is one in which lots of folks are trying to find their way through this one. Especially with uh, COVID-19. Yes, exactly. So, the episode. Put aside some of the things on your plate. Your organization is facing a critical incident or a huge changing priorities. And in discussion, senior management has decided that not everything on everyone's plate can be done to deal with the present situation. And you experience some or all of the following. So from your boss, right off the mark, your boss has no interest in discussing setting anything down to meet whatever is going on. You do not hear anything about the topic from anyone. There's a discussion and a number of tasks are set down to meet the current priorities, but within a short period of time, they're back on big time with the original expectations. There is a lot of general complaining from your boss about tasks not being completed, even though they have been set down. Months later, there are retroactive expectations about the set down tasks. It's like the set down discussions never took place. So Greg, how does this situation affect our relationships and the work environment? Wow, this is so tough because, you know, um, uh, we know that uh, trying to do too much at once results at nothing being done well. And uh, all, many organizations, especially during COVID, are trying to focus, identify and focus on what are the priorities? What do we need to put our efforts on? And so when you don't um, follow through on those commitments, when you uh, go back on those commitments, it just gets folks more and more and more frustrated. And I think we'll talk about this, but during COVID, it's not like you're working side by side so you actually see the load that other people have. So, you know, I don't think there's a bad intention here sometimes. We just tend to get caught up in stuff, even if it's stuff that we've said we're gonna set aside, uh, we get caught up on it. And when you're not around each other, even physically to see what's going on, boy, this just accentuates during this kind of situation, which creates again, trust issues, frustration, and a really uh, sometimes a very uh, challenging uh, perspective of the employee to say, will this ever change? I think everybody agrees with the sentiment of doing this. It sounds good. It sounds like the right thing to do. But when we actually execute it, have to make the decisions, I think this is where it becomes very, very hard. Because at the end of the day, if we start setting things down, there's a bunch of deliverables that aren't going to happen. And everybody has to be okay with that. And this really puts frontline managers and middle managers in a really difficult situation. 
you know, the upper echelons have said, we need to do this to get these priorities, or if it's a critical incident, you know, we're talking about COVID-19 right now, but it's really, it puts a lot of onus on middle management and maybe frontline management to make some decisions and stand by them. And I can, I can see this being very difficult for them. And of course, the employees that are doing the work and are being caught in a vice, it can be a very uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, I mean, the world today is changing dramatically. So what you might think is a priority that you can put, pull off your plate or something you can pull off at this point, the challenge is that the reality is that the things uh, could come back on the plate. And so key in this whole thing is communication and communication, not just on the what, but also on the why. And if something changes, we'll talk about it, making sure both of those are clear. Absolutely. So what are some common sense things uh, for the managers to help deal with this situation? When senior manager management says this stuff, uh, they need to mean it and own it. Don't say it because it sounds good. You really need to mean it. Yeah, so there are a gazillion podcasts, a gazillion online virtual training that talk about the importance of focus and prioritization and and helping people be clear on what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. And those words are all over the place. And if you're a manager, senior leader who just says those words because they're the buzzwords right now, boy, oh boy, um, it, it, it's, uh, this is a world of, of high transparency. People see things pretty quickly. So if you are going to commit to prioritizing, focusing, pulling things off the plate, you better uh, mean it and own it. And that means managing yourself as a senior leader that you don't get excited and add more things on the plate. Uh, I, I would say probably in my leadership style, I get excited about something. So I am actually committed about pulling things off the plate. But, you know, the shiny penny sometimes, you know, the, the big idea comes up and it's easy to um, even maybe mean it, but not owning it. And so part of this is controlling yourself on, uh, on being committed and holding yourself accountable to what you've, um, what you've said and prioritized. And you've just hit the next point when senior management makes these decisions and you as a frontline manager, maybe a middle manager, uh, you have to own it. You have to be committed to it. This is what's going to happen and commit it, uh, communicate it really, really clearly to the employees, what those decisions are going to be. Yeah. That's the whole communication piece, right? I mean, one of the, we've talked about this in other podcasts, the, the number one or one of the top three things I should say, Uh, that keeps people engaged and retained in an organization is clarity. Clarity of what are the expectations, clarity of what my role is, clarity of what I'm not going to do. That's so important. And what happens is sometimes there is an organizational commitment to something, but it loses um, the flow as it goes down to the organization. And this is where middle managers are really important to be able to articulate not just the what, but the why, because the why is often the thing that's left out as to why we're doing what we're doing. And that's what actually ties you most in and gets you most believing as to what we're doing. And there can't be any whining, Greg. Yeah, no, no, it, uh, 
you know, especially as a manager, I mean, um, this is where courage comes in as a middle manager. If there is something that you've got a concern about, um, you need to be able to voice your opinion early on. Um, and, you know, that really depends upon the organization, whether it's a safe place to be able to do that. But uh, sometimes you just got to do it. And, um, you know, uh, if, if uh, it might not be something that you fully support, but uh, um, if it's something that you can come alongside, then just don't complain while you're doing it. Just get her done. I agree. And no take backs, no retroactive expectations. You can't all of a sudden go, I know we said we weren't going there, but could you just quietly do it? Putting people in that situation where, yes, the official line is we're not doing that, but I know it needs to be done or I want it done. Maybe I have some ownership over it. Maybe this is something it's a deliverable on my, uh, as a manager on my evaluation at the end of the year, really difficult when you put people in the spot and you say, I know we said we weren't going to do it, but could you do it on the side for me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, managers, one of the biggest things they can do is model the behaviors that you want to live in your organization. And so uh, that's is one of the things that you don't want to do is uh, the, the tape backs and no, I'll do it on the side anyways. Again, it comes back to if you make a decision that this isn't what we're going to do, then, then, uh, then stick with that decision. Now, there are, you know, it doesn't mean that there won't be take backs at time because as we talked about, things change. Uh, but if there are things that are changing, you need to be able to say why they're changing why we're making a different decision now, it has to be totally transparent and upfront, not beside on the side of your desk. And then often you may need to make a decision as to, okay, what else can go on the back burner that's gonna replace it? Because sometimes things move ahead faster uh, and uh, on one area that you need to pull back on another area. So I, I'm, I'm not sure I would say no take backs, but if there are take backs, explain why, and then uh, pull something off so that they uh, can continue to focus on what's important. And if something does come back on, if that opportunity does present itself and it seems to fit into the situation, we need to be realistic about the timing and scale of that task that's back on. Good discussion about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and who better to have it uh, with, with but those folks that are actually doing the task. You know, this is a great opportunity for a leader to say, okay, you know, well, we said that we're going to focus on A and B and the market has changed. And here's what we've discovered from the customer. Now, C is becoming really more important. So let's talk about it. Um, how might, what might we, we need to do in order to help accelerate C now? Uh, is there something on A and B that we can slow down or not do? Um, how, how do we think that through and have that dialogue? Well, if you engage people in the solution around that, the likelihood of it getting done and getting done in a great way is going to be much higher because you're engaging people in, in that and helping them understand why that shift has occurred. I like that. And there, are, there will be situations where, listen, A and B are under control right now and we have an opportunity to uh, do C. Maybe we need to have a discussion about what C now looks like. But I think my concern with this situation, I'm not saying we don't do it or we shouldn't do it, but my problem in these types of situation is when you 
take somebody off something and then you put them back on something else. So then there's the spool up. They got to get back up to speed on it, get their head around it. Or maybe you bring in a couple new people to help out with that, that have no context to the project. These are the things I think that cause employees uh, some anxiety. Like uh, up until yesterday, I'd been working the last three months on A and now I have to work on the C thing. I've never seen it before. I don't know what it is. And yeah, I know Greg has been working on, uh, has worked on it in the past, but he's been on B for the last three months. So we're going to have a little bit of a, a problem getting into it again, or me, you know, I need to learn what this is about. So my concern about jumping around is the jumping around and, and what that, what toll that puts on people that, you know, are three months into one thing. Now they're on something they've never seen before, or they're back into it. That's what my concern is when we start flipping around is, is the, the human uh, cost to that as people have to get their heads around new things. Uh, maybe A is going really well and like they want to kill A, right? It's like, I want to finish this up. Now you got me on C again. And it just causes uh, people some anxiety. Maybe they're a little frustrated. It's like, what do you guys want me to do? And that's my concern about take backs or getting back into things. I'm not saying it doesn't happen or it shouldn't happen. But I think it's not just about the task. It's also really important to think about what this is doing to your workforce in terms of bouncing around. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great point because uh, sometimes, uh, it, again, may not even be a bad intention. I have an exciting new project that I'm, uh, that I'm uh, working on. And uh, I would love to try and figure, uh, I, I think Alistair would be a great guy to, to focus on that project. Uh, but, but again, it's having a conversation, you know, so sometimes movement is good, but you lose a lot of performance, uh, when you are shifting back and forth, back and forth. Cause as you, as you said, you got to get back in the groove. You got to get back in the flow of things. Um, it can be pretty mucky. So, um, be thoughtful on, on how you're distributing and how you're changing priorities. Because it, it could mean, I mean, we're all working from home right now, but it could be something as simple. Okay, great. Now I got to pack up my desk and go work in that other section. I don't want to pack up my desk. So I think the human capital is, is something that really needs to be looked at in this situation. Mm -hmm. Agree, 100%. And these decisions are hard. As managers, it's our job to do it. It's our job to make a good decision. So it isn't just about the projects or processes, but it's also about the people involved and how any changes or any decisions uh, we make, how that's going to affect everybody. Yeah, and again, because we're uh, all virtual and remote, we're not as close to those things now. Uh, we, we, we sometimes don't understand the full picture of what's going on. Uh, so again, that's the importance we've talked about through many of our podcasts of really getting to know your folks and understanding what's on their plate and understanding what is in their current situation. Absolutely. So as employees, there's a couple things that we can do to assist with this topic. Make sure you're clear about what you're being asked to put down uh, to meet the current situation. You should be crystal clear about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can contribute to those things because often your manager and certainly senior managers don't really know what's going on. So you have a great opportunity to ask some really good questions to ensure that, that not only you're clear, but sometimes you can help uh, your boss and your boss's boss be more clear uh, uh, about the situation. I love that. I love when you're having a discussion with an employee and they ask a couple of really good questions and it's going like, 
okay, these questions are going to help me frame this better. I like that. This is somebody that cares about what we're doing or the decisions that we're going to be making. I like it when employees are confident and they're clear and they say, listen, if we do this, you know, this is going to affect not just A, B, and C, but D and E as well, because, you know, this C is a precursor to D and E. So I like it when they ask those questions and they help me to frame the situation or maybe now we're going to have a problem. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And work hard to meet the current situation. We all end up, um, you know, we want to do the best for the organization that we work for or volunteer for. And, uh, you know, if we've listened to what those above us have said, we've asked the, the questions to be clear about why we're doing this, what's the, the need, then it's time to uh, just bear down and, and help with the situation. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, uh, it's we talked about earlier, the manager's no whining, but it's really about just saying, okay, I'm now clear what I need to do. Just let's, let's go and do it. Unless there is something major and then you got to have courage to be able to say, Hey, I'm concerned about this. Can we talk about it? Absolutely. And we all want to help out, but we need to keep those above us accountable. Don't let tasks sneak back in without a really good open discussion about what is expected. What do you want me to do? How does this fit into how we're meeting this critical incident or this new priority? I think, you know, hopefully we have the confidence and we have the relationship with our boss and it's like, Greg, what, what are we doing here? Are we back on C? Uh, am I coming off A? I really need to know what I'm doing because I'm working with a bunch of other people, other teams, whatever. And it might be difficult to ask those types of questions, but I think it's really, really important. Yeah. Well, it's great, if, especially if an organization and your boss has declared that they do want to pull stuff off the plate and they do really want to focus and prioritize the work that we're doing, then you have that platform to, to be able to use to say, hey, I know we're making a commitment to keeping ourselves focused and prioritized to ensure we maximize the performance and the work that we're impact that we're doing. Uh, as you're suggesting us maybe focus on C, what should we drop off? What's the priority from your perspective for the organization that's the most important thing for me to focus on? So put it back on them, you know, uh, highlight the expectations, the shared commitment that we've made, and then put it back on them. Uh, because that might help them say, well, you know, now that you said that, because again, I might get excited about something and say, oh, okay, hey, uh, now this D idea has come up and it's fantastic. I want to really, I think this is going to be the breakthrough. And if my if my staff, and they have in the past, have said, well, Greg, I that that is an exciting idea. And in the spirit of helping to keep us focused, because I know that's a commitment that you wanted to make and that type of thing, which would you prefer me, which would you believe is the most valuable for me to put my effort against, C or D? And I might think, oh, yeah, 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 I'm, I got out of hand again. I've got run away with D, and really C is the most important thing. So thanks. I really value when people bring that and, and help me to pause and, and reflect on what's the most important thing. And just to carry on with that, it's one thing for, say, you were my boss, for us to have this type of discussion. But if we're in the larger group, say a group of us are meeting, it may be a team, cross teams, whatever it is, it's great to make sure that these conversations take place in those meetings so that everybody's listening to what the conversation is, where things are maybe getting pushed or pulled into. 
I really like that kind of group dynamic. I think it keeps everybody accountable. It forces everybody to be clear, everybody to have a clear understanding of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that's always best. And if, if it's something that you don't feel comfortable saying in person, then grab the person, your boss on the side and say, hey, can I have a quick conversation? I'm struggling with something. Here's what I thought I heard. Here's what now I'm hearing. And I just, I, what I want to do, I want to do the best job possible. And I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. Can you give me your uh, perspective on what's the most important thing? Uh, that's also a good way to do it. I like that. And watch out for retroactive expectations creeping in, especially in the evaluation process. As managers, you know, we have deliverables, we have pressures from above us, we have pressures that we put on ourselves. And in, in times where we're putting things aside and there's projects and issues that we feel really strongly on, uh, sometimes those expectations creep into the evaluation process. And I, as an employee, uh, we need to make sure that when we're being evaluated that uh, there's perspective on what happened in the past year that, you know, yes, I did not complete C. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this is in, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in regular ongoing feedback versus the one time a year performance appraisals. And you can actually build those in and there's nothing more powerful than your boss saying to you, Hey, listen, Alistair, uh, in your original uh, goals that we set at the beginning of the year or within this quarter, we, uh, we said that C was going to be the ultimate priority. Things have now changed. Um, I love to let's capture that we're now doing D. Let's capture in our ongoing feedback, your, your objective setting, the change that we're making now to go to D and, and let's, let's walk through one more time. What is, what does success look like in, in delivering D boy, that's such a, um, uh, uh, people love that because you're actually proactively ensuring that this, um, uh, retroactivity expectation creep doesn't happen in the evaluation process. And I've seen a lot of processes, evaluation tools, uh, the documents or the computer system where you as the employee can load in your new goal and you have the opportunity to set out what that is. And it's a perfect opportunity to then, you know, comment on the previous goals and how this goal will uh, affect it. And that's what I really like about the employee side of this is quite often in organizations, we do have documents or systems that complement the conversation where we can uh, lay out what the change is and how it will affect other things. I just think it's so healthy to uh, have the conversation, but back it up with whatever documents or systems that you use as part of your appraisal system. Yeah. And you know, it's so, it's such a great way to do it. It's like, Hey, Austria, thanks for the conversation around, around expectations and moving forward. Please find uh, in the uh, updated uh, uh, performance management uh, tool, uh, the new descripting of the priority, including the measurements. If I've missed anything, let me know. And boy, what a great way again, because often there's not often bad intention. You don't leave a meeting uh, to, to just go in two completely different um, uh, areas or directions. Uh, it's usually that we've just misunderstood or maybe it's not quite clear. So having that beautiful follow-up and if you, if you have a system, which you actually can do that, if you don't email them, whatever that takes, just to summarize it so that you've got closing that loop, 
uh, and ensuring you have alignment going forward because it will save so much time, uh, especially if you've gone off on a direction that isn't really the direction which uh, your boss wanted you to go. What I like about documenting these things uh, to back up conversations is people leave and go to different sections and go to different companies and stuff. So if Greg, you're now my new manager and you're looking at my, you know, my appraisal document and it goes, Oh, it says here you didn't finish C. They might not know the context. They might not understand that you're now on A and B or Greg's D, whatever that thing that you're very excited about. So that's why I love the idea of, of also documenting these situations and discussions and, and the, the decisions that are made because, you know, I've, I've started off the year with one person, done a mid-year with somebody else, and, uh, you know, my final is with a third person. So I think it's really important that we as the employees uh, take responsibility for what we can in this process and make sure that uh, there is a discussion and that there are the appropriate notations made in whatever system it is, whether it's just an email or it's some appraisal software package that uh, uh, it reflects what the, the actual situation is. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if it comes time for whatever was put down to come back, make sure that there's a good discussion and you have the opportunity to give feedback. And sometimes we feel shy about giving feedback, depending on your relationship with your boss. Maybe it's a new person or whatever, but that's the time to give really good, insightful feedback um, and and ask questions about timing, scale. Well, we're doing uh, C again. Are we doing the whole thing? Or because of this D thing that Greg's starting up, a part of uh, what D is doing is going to take up part of the things that C was supposed to accomplish. So I think it's really healthy to have a really good discussion, ask a lot of questions to make sure that you are clear what this um, job that's coming back on the table is gonna do. Yeah, yeah, it's all about clarity and alignment that helps move forward both uh, performance and engagement. Because if you're singing off the same song sheet, boy, the tune is going to be so much more uh, uh, likely to be, be so much better than uh, if we're singing two different songs. So, so uh, you have a wrap-up comment or comments? Yeah, you know what, just for, for me, this, this whole idea, and really we're all experiencing this, is, is especially in situations of major change and turmoil like has been happening over the last few months, is it is important to focus and prioritize and take things off your plate um, and, and, and to provide direction. And, and the, the best way to do that is to have a clear direction of where you're going because then that allows you to pull stuff off. Uh, when you do prioritize and make that commitment, stick to it. Um, and, and it starts with yourself, not adding new stuff on, or if you add something on, Make sure you explain what you're doing, why you're doing, and then provide an opportunity to have a dialogue around how we can do it. So what's happening, why we're doing it, and how we can do it. And that might mean pulling something else off. It might mean, as you're, you said a couple of times, doing things a little bit different, combining them with other things. Um, but just have that discussion. Um, so it's okay to pull off. It's definitely important to do that now and keep focused. And if things have to come back on or new things arrive, just make sure you have that conversation around the what, the why, and the how, 
and things will flow so much better. And then finally, make sure you document the changes that you've made so that uh, we are all consistent in our both our accountability as well as the evaluation at the end of the year when we look back and see what we've delivered. I think there's, there's probably two things uh, in summing up that really struck me in uh, this conversation and preparing for this conversation. The first thing is how important it is that we have a good relationship with the people that work for us so that we so that the table's set so that we can discuss all the things that you've talked about and that we've talked about today because if you don't have a good uh, line of communication with the people you're working for this can be a disaster and I, I think as managers especially when something comes up a critical incident or a huge new priority or we're all dealing with COVID-19 we have to be able to talk to the people that are doing the work. And then we have to be able to have that conversation with those above us. And I think the second thing is uh, we have to be self-aware. As managers, we all have different uh, uh, characters. We all have different roles within companies. And I can see a manager that's a pleaser that, oh, my crew will do that. My crew will do this. You're going to have a lot of trouble during one of these situations when you're supposed to be putting things aside. And, you know, you may be one of those managers that uh, this is the rail track I'm on and I'm not moving. I'm not taking anything off the train. I'm not changing directions. I think we have to be really self-aware what type of manager we are. And there's, you know, at different times, we're different people depending on where we are. But, you know, if we're a pleaser or we're one of these people that, you know, got the blinders on, this 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 type of situation can be very difficult for you as a manager, but also for the people that work for you. So I think self-awareness as a manager, you know, we might have to go to an uncomfortable place and, and allow things to play out in a way that we don't necessarily feel comfortable. But also we have to be really good at talking to people, the people that we work with, our peers, and those above us and be able to have direct, honest conversations so that we are all on the same page, singing the same song uh, so that things can get taken care of. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really, that's a really great point about being self-aware. And also to your, to your point, being aware of my team, because there are some folks that just have a greater capacity right now. So they may be able to take on a little bit more depending upon their individual circumstance and who they are and what's going on and others that can't. So you're also balancing things, but you, it, it's so key that you said right at the beginning, it's knowing your people and building that level of trust with them that will help uh, th this um, to be much more successful. So I hope uh, some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. I, I hope that, uh, you didn't find anything we spoke of that made you really angry. Uh, but Greg, uh, let's talk about your philosophy again. Uh, it, it's such a, a helpful thing for me. And I think other people that have heard it about uh, happier peeved. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the basic framework is that, uh, you know, in, in the best coaches that I've had and when I've uh, others have said, boy, that was a great coaching session is one of which you leave with either um, being really excited 
joyful about something that you've heard and learned and you want to apply, or maybe a little bit peeved and angry, something that's really kind of struck you, something that you know you should be doing differently and, and, uh, or, or don't know yet, but something that's causing a little bit of churn inside you. Both of those are good. And sometimes we get both of those feelings in a, in a situation. So we always hope with our podcast that you might get a little bit of both. You might get something that you heard that said, boy, yeah, I am doing that. And that has been helpful for me and you get excited and joyful or there might be something that's really gnawing at you a little bit that boy maybe you need to do something different and both are great because both are learning opportunities uh, to strengthen you as a as a team member or as a leader in an organization i agree 100 that's I, I love how we talk about that i, I love the first time that you told me about it when we is just you and i talking in the diner uh and uh you know, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. But before we sign off, uh, we just wanted to remind everybody that uh, we're going to be doing a mid-season uh, after party just to talk about some of the issues that we've been talking about. Uh, if you have any suggestions for things that work for you that you'd like to share with us, or you have questions about it, or there's other topics that uh, you'd like to hear from us, uh, give us an email at talkingnotranting at gmail.com. That's talkingnotranting, all lowercase, run together at gmail.com. And uh, we're starting to uh, pull some ideas together and kind of have this, have this mid-season type of after party, which I'm actually really looking forward to, Greg. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, the, uh, the diner with the diner analogy. We want uh, others to pull up the chairs. Uh, we've, we've got a little bit extra table uh, space here. We want folks to bring in and we're already having people share ideas saying, hey, you know that topic that you had? One other thing that I found really helpful is this. And those are the kinds of things that are so awesome. We're continuing to learn and grow because each of us have different experiences and questions that will help deepen the dialogue. And that's what we hope to do. Awesome. We're hoping to hear from people. So uh, listen, we'll talk to you next time. Take care.